Welcome back to the UK Property Market Stat Show, week 43. My name is Christopher Watkin, and today I'm joined by Verona Frankish. We'll come to Verona in a second. What is the UK Property Market Stat Show? We look at what's happening in the UK property market right here, right now. All the other metrics that you'd look at, stuff like the Nationwide and the Halifax, the Land Registry, are looking at data from two, three, four, even six to nine months ago. We're looking at what happened last week. We're looking at the number of properties that are coming onto the market, whether they're growing or dropping, the number of price reductions, the number of house sales, and what those that are actually going through to exchange and completion. Why is that important? Well, at the end of the day, because those data are two to nine months out of date, we're looking at old data. But if we're looking at what's happening right here, right now, we can actually know what's happening in the property market. So you as estate and letting agents can make judgments and give great advice to your uh, clients. But also if you're interested in the property market, you can see the general direction of what is happening in the property market. Today, I'm joined by Verona Frankish, who is the boss lady of Yopa, who is, um, uh, Yopa is one of the biggest estate agents, certainly in the top 10. What number are you this 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 month? We're, we're by seven, Chris. Seventh largest estate agency brand in the UK. So what this lady doesn't know about estate agency isn't worth knowing. We're looking at week 43, and week 43 of the of uh, this week is week ending the uh, Sunday, the 29th of October. Verona, this is your second time on the show. Thanks for joining us. And uh, you obviously did a cracking job last time because you wouldn't have been invited back. So uh, we got some great feedback from you. That's why you're back the second time. So thank you very much for, for, for coming back. So um, what I'd like, what, just give me an overview in, in a, probably a minute of where, where you see, because you're a nationwide estate agent, anecdotal evidence without any stats of where you see the marketplace before we dive into the stats themselves. Sure. So um, we're obviously coming to the business end of the year and we're now uh, firmly in the comparison year on year with the post mini budget fallout. So that was uh, about a week ago last year. Um, and uh, I think when I was here in August, Chris, we talked about uh, that listings remained reasonably resilient throughout the year. And the big gap was between listings and transactions completions and I think we've still we've continued to see that trend throughout this year and I think by the end of this year it'd be interesting to see what your latest prediction and transactions is because I remember what it was when we spoke in August and I think um, you know it undoubtedly it's been a completely different dynamic in the market this year we firmly moved from a, a, a seller's market to a buyer's market and um, you know, we'll talk about the detail, but things like price changes, fall throughs have all been um, very much a key focus for estate agents this year. There no difference for us. Excellent, excellent. So let's dive in and let's have a look at the stats. Okay, so as always, ladies and gentlemen, we always start off with the listings. So I'll just spend probably just 20, 10 seconds just looking at these stats and then we'll get Verona to, to comment on them. So in terms of the stat, the number of listings this week, the uh, we are on 27,389 compared to last week, which was um, 30,600 and the week before that 30,600 and the week before that 32,000. 
But again, what we have to remember, and I think, again, a lot of estate agents do concern them and worry about that, is, is that we are in November. And if you actually look at the stats, they do tend to drift off. A cumulative year to date, we've put on the market just under 1.4 million houses in the UK. And the average price of a property coming on the market is 413,000. And this is, as I said, the number of listings, 27,400 rounded up. And those are the weeks that you can see on the green uh, green columns compared to week 43 in the previous years. Um, thoughts on listings, Verona? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. We're in, in November, so we, as well as the other dynamics that, that are at play in our market this year, we're now into our seasonal slowdown. Um, I think we've, across the market, um, there's a, a general consensus that we didn't see in September the post-summer holiday bounce that, that typically we have seen. And that seasonal slowdown started a little earlier than normal. And that's probably as a consequence of some of the other challenges in the market today. So affordability from buyers, uncertainty around interest rates, I guess, cost of living challenges that, you know, whilst there is still improvements, um, very gradual improvements in uh, inflation, there's still customer sentiment still takes a little bit of time to catch up with that. And there's a, a, I guess, all of those things combined means that the seasonal slowdown happened a little bit earlier this year and we will continue to see that as we approach Christmas now. And again if you can see the the dots on the map there you've got the orange which is 19, turquoise yes. which is 18 and whatever that greeny colour is because remember I'm a bloke I can only do 16 colours. <laughs> um, you know they, they're they're roughly going in the same sort of direction you know yeah. we're, we're very similar to eight we're very similar to 19 and 17. Um, what is particularly uh, interesting is the, the average price of a property that's come on. We're going to look at this in a little bit more detail, but the average price of a property is 413000 and we're going to compare that against the average price of a property being sold. Um, again, I thought this was particularly interesting, actually, because clearly um, we know what's been happening this year with house prices and the decline in house prices. Um we still have some work to do with customers in terms of the price that we're listing at. And, you know, in, in my own business, I see it on a regular basis where agents are positioning a, an accurate market valuation in today's market and customers, they're still out of kilter with what reality is. And uh, so I think there's still a big gap there. But what's yeah. reassuring actually, when we come to the sale prices is that, um, we're still, you know, house prices are still at sale price are still um, reasonably robust. They're not anywhere near as bad as what potentially the um, the doomsayers would have said we were going to end up at, in, you know, October, November this year. What is particularly interesting with regard to house prices, and I don't have the data uh, for the show, but I can verbalise it, is that um, my friends at 20EA have been working out the average pound per square foot on properties that complete, yeah. properties that sale agree, and properties that come onto the market. Now, let's ignore on the market. The properties that are actually sailing, sale agreed mm -hmm. are starting to rise. Now, again, I know in real terms they're dropping when we take into inflation, but the headline prices are beginning to rise. 
Now, what we're going to find is this, because we can, if you match the sale agreed pound per square foot and move it six months ahead, you can you can mm -hmm. judge what's going to happen to the land registry yes. six months in advance within about a three to four percent uh, error ratio, which isn't bad. Mm -hmm. Prices are going. Just tell you here and now, ladies and gentlemen, prices are rising at the moment. They're going to drop slightly and then they're going to go back up because that's what's happened to said agreed pound per square foot. And um, I won't bore you to death because it would take a quarter of an hour to move the graph around and it, it'll send a lot to see. But the bottom line is this. We're going to get right? a bit of a drop. We're, we're rising out. They're going to drop. They're going to rise back up again, but not much at all. Um, good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, you can see why we invited Verona on. She knows her onions. Right. Uh, I think, again, just I think the magic thing with regard to sale agreed, ladies and gentlemen, is if let's just come back to this. Um, you can you can back is is alarm bells should start ringing when that pink line goes up. And that's what happened in 2008. OK, listings went from the equivalent of in, in terms of growth we would be looking at listings uh, probably in the order of 45 50,000 a month okay so if that pink line starts to go skyward that is a huge alarm bell that is an early bell weather because what happened in two th the reasons why they came on the market let's not go down that rabbit hole they're they're well known but basically everyone dumped their houses on the market which caused an imbalance between supply and demand it's we want to be worried if that goes in an upward to upward trajectory it's a finely tuned machine isn't it and, it's and a very... those dynamics between listings and sstc and also completions obviously um is those three kind of key dynamics are really important okay so let's move on and let's look at price changes and this week our price changes we um, um we price changed on twenty one thousand nearest damn it uh that rep that number represents one in seven houses that are being reduced per month at the moment last month last week it was twenty three thousand three hundred the week before twenty three thousand six hundred um and Thought, and then the average price of a property being reduced before it was reduced was at 399,000. Thoughts on this? Yeah, and I, I think, as I mentioned a little bit ago, this for me is, is really interesting because clearly there is still a significant volume of price change activity. Um, and having that honest conversation with the, the seller at the, in the first instance is massively important. Um, and Tim Bannister from Rightmove uh, showed some brilliant data earlier in the year about the if you if you price a property accurately initially there's a greater chance of it selling than if you price a property and then go back a couple of weeks later now of course it's a lot worse if you don't go back at all and adjust the prices but the the sweet spot is getting it priced accurately for listing and having that honest conversation with your customers so you know we're still there's still a delta between our actual achieved price versus our listing price and obviously we're still in the you know 400k is still the the average asking price of those that are being um adjusted but I mean, there's, therefore there's still a lot of work that we need to do there and but as i said a lot of that is to do with consumer mindset and their sentiment i mean interestingly at the moment there are just under seven hundred thousand houses available for sale in the uk um, and if the average price of a property is just under 300 grand, that means that there is near as damn it, £2 billion worth of fees 
sitting on agents' books waiting to be sold. Yeah. You know, there are some agents out there that are complaining there's not enough stock when quite clearly, you know, the number of properties for sale back in December 21 was somewhere around 400,000 and now it's 700,000. Yeah, yeah. I don't think stock necessarily is the issue, to be honest. Okay. What do you think the biggest issue that's being that estate agents have at the moment? So I, I, I think if I'm honest, it, it's it, a large part of it is customer sentiment. And because they have they haven't really they haven't sellers particularly haven't caught up. They still feel that their house is worth what it was worth 12 months ago or even six months ago. Okay. And sorry. or or, I mean, again, I think greed, you know, emotion is a, is a very important thing when you consider that we're yeah. not logical animals. Yeah. Um, you, you've got estate agents who are being motivated to just get listings on at any old price. Yeah. And then you've got vendors who say, I want to sell. But when someone's saying 300 and the other two are saying 250. Yeah. And the, the greed monster comes in. Then on saying that, though, there's an awful lot of people that are being realistic with their pricing and selling at what yeah. would you you know you obviously deal with an awful lot of agents in your network what's your message what are you trying to teach your guys or develop your guys on to try and persuade people how do you get someone how do you get a vendor to accept that fact is is that that agent is overvaluing um it's um it's really pertinent point we've just been around the country very recently doing a divisional meetings around the country and having those conversations with agents our message is crystal clear our message has never been any different we are absolutely focused on selling the property for the customer so getting it right first time having that honest conversation and sometimes the uh, the agent will say to the the customer I believe it's worth 400. The customer wants to list it at 425. Sometimes, depending or on the, the other rate, no, or the other rate, the other agent, one agent has sprinkled a little bit of doubt in their mind. Correct. Absolutely. Now, we will obviously have that honest conversation with the customer. And sometimes we'll walk away from the listing because we don't believe we'll be able to secure it. Sometimes the customer goes with the um with the higher value, but sometimes the customer genuinely respects our honesty and goes with us because they 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 believe we are motivated to sell the property rather than just get the listing so there's going to be a widespread but our position on this is we absolutely have the honest conversation in the lounge and if the customer wants to test it at a particular point or at a particular price point we will absolutely commit to come back and have that conversation within two weeks to make sure that we are assessing activity. If you haven't got activity in the first two weeks, you know that the property is priced incorrectly, even in this market. And I would agree with you that one. And I think the lesson learned, ladies and gentlemen, is this, is that if you're a value of putting the house on the market, please take personal responsibility and don't leave it to the next to do your vendor management. And if you do try it, then do diary up and actually go back. A thing that an awful lot of estate agents are very good at is using WhatsApp groups yeah. um, and adding the vendor in and then basically um, sending them comparables of what's selling and what's similar to them just to warm them up. Um, another thing which I uh, I teach my clients is if you can't get both the vendors in a room together, do a recorded Zoom call and send it to them with the evidence and say, Mr. and Mrs. Miggins, we've been on the market uh, four weeks. 
these are the four houses that come on the market similar to yours and then you'd share the screen this is that these these two houses came on at 450 i said 450 you'll put them on at 495 these are the evidence these are sold so therefore we want to catch that bring in the report that that tim banners has said from right move yeah. um, and, it, and again another thing um i'm a big fan of is that we actually make it really difficult for if we say 450 and every and then one agent has said 495 we make it really difficult for vendors to come back to us because humans don't want to look stupid and say, oh, yeah, you were right there. You know, I mean, let's be honest, it's hard enough. It's hard enough to say when your missus, because my missus is always right, <laughs> uh, to actually go back. A woman I love after married 26 years, don't say, yeah, you were right on that one. So a complete stranger, right? <laughs> complete stranger you're not going to look silly and stupid. So because I always say if you get, three agents out agents a b and c and agents your a the other and then one agent c says the overpriced figure which agent are they going to go back to when they swap agents exactly. they're going to go back to d they're going to go to d they never went they're not going to go back to a and b because the other agent hasn't made it want to look stupid. yeah you have to be the first choice second estate agent so but you can be the first choice estate second estate agent if you don't if you make it easy for them to come back to you and none of this, I told you so, rubbish. Because again, especially you know, what men are like Verona. Their their male silly pride gets in the way of everything, doesn't it? And that's where communication is really key, right? And that is why the lines of communication between an agent and the customer is absolutely critical. And if if you approach and proactively communicate with them, then you're opening up a conversation rather than they're having to come back to you cap in hand to say- Well, they won't come back in hand because they won't want exactly, to feel Exactly, that's the point, exactly. Yeah, hang on, right. Let's move on and look at gross sales. So this week we have sold 20,771 uh, properties compared to last week at 21,200 and the week before 20,500 and the week before that was uh, 20,600. So the average price of a property being sold is 348,000 year to date, 933,000 uh, properties sold over the contract. And that is the number of gross sales compared to 1918 and 17. Any thoughts on this? Yeah, I think we're just seeing a continuation of the trend that we've seen all year. So it's taken longer to sell and our sales rate uh, is, has reduced significantly compared to our listings rate so far this year so um you know we, we've seen it in september uh, mortgage approvals were have dropped there's clearly um affordability issues and 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 listen i understand what the banks are saying at a macro level that um you know debt and arrears etc is lower than it's ever been and that with they're in good position and there isn't really liquidity issues because the ltvs on average mortgages are all circa 50 percent I get all that, but the reality for Mr. and Mrs. Jones living their day-to-day -day lives is their costs have gone up in most areas. And yes, inflation is tweaking, but it's not it's not reducing as much as it needs to. And the cost of living for most families now has pushed. And therefore, unless you need to move, particularly at this time of year, then there's a lot of questioning because we're still waiting on uh, the next Bank of England uh, decision. And even if it's a hold, I think the hold will be uh, a, a boost for consumer confidence. And I think it'll help people get that stability that they need to help them make decisions. But uh, there's still a risk that there will be an increase this month. 
But, um, you know, I think we need a little bit longer to really give consumer confidence that boost. And I don't think it's going to happen in November and December, if I'm honest. But uh, I think hopefully if we can hold over the next couple of months, then we'll see a renewed sense of positivity in the new year. Okay, good stuff. Just to give you an idea, um, year to date, we are compared to 17, 18 and 19. And the reason we are comparing against 17, 18 and 19 is that they were more, if there is such a thing, normal years. <laughs> Listings are running at 99.4% compared to 17, 18 or 19. Gross sales are running at 94% exactly. Interestingly, last week we were at 94. So we've had no change year to date percentage. And then in terms of net sales, which we will come on to in a second, we're running at 89.70. And last week we were running at 89.69. So we, you know, that again, amazing that, that there's yeah. years difference, but we are running almost at the, you know, 11, 10.3% below. Um, I think we're definitely in the territory of there is still motivated buyers out there. And in fact, uh, in, in our experience, we are actually dealing with, buyers who do genuinely want to buy and a lot less um tire kickers let's say than we would in a in a different dynamic market so there is still buyers out there there's still buyers who are able to buy um but there is a less volume than we have seen over the last couple of years yeah i've anecdotal evidence from my agent clients is is is, is mirrors that is that there are fewer viewers per offer yes but, but the viewers are higher quality exactly yeah we talked earlier on about the average listing price versus the average sale price. And this particular graph here shows now last week, the difference between the yellow line and listing price and the sale agreed price was 19%. Um, it did rise up to 37% here. And again, if I looked at the regional stats, an awful lot of properties came onto the market in inner London in a two-week period when they all came back from France and Provence and Tuscany. <laughs> I really was fascinating is is like if you look at last week, we later in the show, ladies and gentlemen, we we go to a town or a city. This week we're we're going to Western Supermare. But it was absolutely fascinating that in we um when we go around the country, you'll see that the summer period doesn't make a huge difference in terms of listings and sales. But in we did uh, Chelsea last week. It was like a ghost town. Nothing happened for two months. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everyone came back, put their houses on the market. In yeah, We did Fulham and Chelsea two separate weeks. And it was like, yeah. just fell off the face of the earth and came back. So it's interesting that central London mirrors the old people's perception is of the property market that it goes quiet at Easter and it goes quiet in the summer. Yeah. Um, so um, there's a 19% difference here. So again, that doesn't mean that the average price is being reduced, ladies and gentlemen, but of 19%. It just means that the higher, the the average price of the stuff that's coming on the market is around, at the moment, 413,000. The average price of a property sell, being uh, coming selling is 348. The lower price properties have a higher propensity to sell, which means yeah. that that will drag the average down. The, av the long-term average between average listing price and sale agreed price is around 16 or 17 percent and we have been the average year to date i'll just pull that up is in the order of the early 20s so this um 
yeah, it's just it's yeah, it's not as bad as it was in the 30s up here. That that did worry me, but we're okay yes. on that one. Let's come back to sale fall throughs. This week we had 5,389 fall throughs, which represented 25.94% um fall through rate. The average long-term average is 24.3. Interestingly, if you ask an estate agent anecdotally how many properties fall through, and they'll say one in three, the long-term average is actually one in four. Yeah. Here's look at this. This is the magic you mentioned it earlier on in the show, Verona. That you can see the that's the quasi quiet time budget. We yeah. we were we and if you can go back to this, the look, look, those are the unhappy days of Q4. That's why an awful lot of estate agents did have an awful Q1 last year with their pipeline. Yeah. So yeah. you know it, it's drifting downwards. There's nothing scary there, is there? Or is there? No, and I think it's it's reassuring. And I guess it, it also talks to the point that we just mentioned about buyers you know yes there are fewer buyers in market but they are more serious they're more committed they're more motivated so the the lack of well i wouldn't say the lack of fall throughs there's always going to be fall throughs but we're not seeing a spike in fall throughs which is definitely encouraging good stuff right now we're talking net sales uh ladies and gentlemen net sales are we look at the total number of gross sales this week and then remove the number of fall throughs from the sales pipeline it's not a perfect measurement but it's roughly as good as it gets Okay, so um, just to give you an idea, so therefore the number of net sales this week is 15,382 because we sold 21,029, sorry, we sold 20,771 properties. We fell through 5,389, which nets out at 15,382. Year to date, we, as I said earlier on, we are at 89.7% of the net sales year to date compared to 17, 18 and 19. Obviously 2021 were were on fire years simply because of what happened. And then we'll bring it back to the magic graph. Thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I think what's interesting is uh, if you look at the, the year on year, it's, this year is the second worst performance over the last number of years. Uh, in terms of our net sales. And that absolutely aligns with what we've seen all year, taking longer, less buyers in market and uh, definitely a buyer's market rather than the seller's market. So I think as agents, we'd all like to see that to be, because for most agents, uh, their revenue is recognized at the point of completion. So we'd all like that number to be closer to the listing number. Uh, so I think for agents, that's the biggest challenge and this, for me, this graph here uh, demonstrates the biggest uh, challenge that estate agents have faced this year. We're not, there's there's enough, all the effort, all the hard work, all the commitment, all the cost on listing the property. And we're not getting enough of those through to completion this year. Um, and, you know, there's a number of challenges, a number of reasons why that's the case. Um, and some of them we talked about, you know, listing at the right price, not enough buyers in the market. But also, um, you know, some of it is is about things that are outside of our control, which is mortgage rates, affordability, etc. So, yeah, th this is probably the the, the the pinnacle, really, of uh, what we do and what we and where our success or or not lies. Absolutely, bang on. Interestingly, again, let's look at the blue dots. That is the that's twenty twenty two. So that was the yes. net effect of all those fall throughs. Yes. Notice that the pink line is this year, and we are getting, as I said, very close. Continue. 
yeah very close yeah. to the 1719 levels but because, but we're still at 10.3 percent below the lot the year-to-date figure which exactly. is all this gap between here but you know i think if you'd have said to an estate agent at the start of this year that the net sales were closer to the 17 to 19 figures than the 22 figures they'd have snapped your hands off on that absolutely one. i agree with that yeah however yeah. However, what you what they weren't anticipating either was the volume of listings that we've taken on this year. We were all expecting that to be much more suppressed than what they have been. They've been more resilient. Than we but expected. again, it's like Goldilocks. If they, we don't want them too much, don't want too little. Absolutely, it's, it's a fine that. balance. Yeah, yeah, it is and a fine balance. I asked this question when we spoke in August, Chris. Where do you think we'll end up with transactions? And I think at the time, I believe your prediction was somewhere around nine eighty. It was 885, and I'm still sticking to that figure. Well, but again, we, we won't know that figure until April, May time, okay? But yeah. that, I'm put, that's I'm where I'm, that. I'm sticking by that. Nothing nothing I've seen will change, has changed my mind on, on, on that figure. Yeah. Um, just some additional graphs. Um, gross sales as a percentage of listings, and again, the long-term average is 76 um, interestingly, that number has been slightly curtailed, but but again, listings are lower this week. Yeah. But again, this is week 43 in isolation. So, um, you know, that has been curtailed down here compared to the other months uh, and other weeks when we look in isolation. Price changes as a percentage of listings. Again, listings are curtailed this week. The long-term average, as I said, is 42 uh, 70 so that base that doesn't mean that 76 percent of listings are being reduced that's it that's the proportion of price reductions against the purport, uh, number of listings yeah. um and again we just we like to show this just to uh, on, on a week by week basis we just look at the number of properties in agents pipelines the yellow lot the sorry the yellow line the turquoise line is september's and again we'll we'll get the october figures uh in a, hopefully for the next show you know, when you consider that the average pipeline in September in 17, 18 and 19 was around the 370 mark and we're at 412. Again, I think that would surprise an awful lot of estate agents. Yes. You know, um, we also have these particular graphs here, which, again, we, we update on a monthly basis. The number of rental properties that are coming on the market, that is the whole of the UK, but because of these huge numbers in London, look at that huge red spike that took place in 20 when everyone left in a London. That's what screwed yeah. the market up. And then that's removing London and the southeast to give you an idea. You can see there's a general drift down, but nothing seismic. Um, and again, a nice graph. Again, in case you didn't see last week's show, showing the average number of listings per month against the number of the, the average rent. Um we don't spend too long on these. Um, these are the regional stats. Um, you can download these and have a look at them. Green is good and red is bad. So you can see the general directions. And they're, now we're not gonna to spend too long on these, but what I would say ladies and gentlemen is this, all of the graphs and all of the charts are available to download from YouTube. You go to YouTube, look at the description, scroll down to the bottom. There is a WeTransfer link. 
I have absolutely no issue with you downloading these, using them internally in your estate agency, and also, whether you're a client of mine or not, using them on valuations. But uh, you are not to use them on social media without my express permission. Uh, I have to hold something back for my existing clients because I'm a statistician and we do use these stats uh, for my clients. But I'm more than happy for you to use them internally and on evaluation. Just uh, on that point, Chris, um, you know, we went, we we talked earlier about um, price changes and what conversations we should be having with the customers in the lounge. Um, a customer can argue or debate about perception or opinion or perspective. What they cannot debate with is facts, is data. And therefore, and we encourage all of our agents, and I would encourage every agent out there, take as much data as you can, present it to the customer in a way that they understand and makes sense to them and is relevant in their area, and then utilize that to help them understand that you understand your market and demonstrate your worth as a, an expert, but also give them some data to support your rationale around the market appraisal that you're delivering for them. Absolutely spot on. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we've done the national figures. We've uh, the regional stuff you can download and have a look yourself. Um, and now we are going to go to the seaside and we're going to go to the wonderful town of Western Supermare. So are you ready for that? Let's go and have a look at Western Supermare and see who, which estate agent is performing the best um, on various different metrics. Are you ready? Well, I hope the weather is better than it is in Nottinghamshire. <laughs> Excellent. So here we go. Oh, Chris, fancy visuals. Love uh, it. I, I told you we're going to the to the beach, so I thought I'd really push out. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be using the platform 20EA Insights. Uh, 20EA uh, are a firm that do lots of data and have lots of products, one of which is called Insights. The Insights platform is available free of charge to estate agents. Uh, for for um, If you contact them, they'll give you some postcodes for free. Uh, but if you want more data over a longer period, you have to pay them some shekels. I must stress to you. 20EA have not paid me to mention their product, or nor do they pay me to actually highlight it. I do not get commission. I am just a massive fan of 20EA because it helps and guides you and shows you on the doorstep that if you are a better estate agent and get better prices and sell more houses, it's independent evidence that shows it to you. It's a, I don't say this lightly, 20EA Insights is a game changer if you're a great estate agent, and I've not been paid to say that. Okay, I just have to say that because um, everyone thinks. Uh, anyway, let's crack on. So we are looking at Western Super Mare and um, we are looking at stock levels. And I think what I want to do first, uh, Verona, is and what I'd say, Verona says, just jump in. I'm going to keep talking until you you jump in. All right. Okay. Sure. So. The thing that screams at me is this is the stock levels of properties and we can look at individual months if we want, but I just want to just go and look at October. Look, so in October, so this is Western Supermare, which is BS 22, 23 and 24 combined. Okay, there were 694 properties on average available to buy throughout the month of October 21. That rose to 884 and now 1,237. 
So there are twice as many properties for sale in Western Supermare today, or we're, we're filming this on the 1st of November, than there was two years ago. And this is really important if you are a, a Western Supermare estate agent that you are aware of that because for the obvious reasons that if there's too much supply and not enough demand, you know, if you overprice it, the house is not going to sell. Um, what I'm going to do is just have a look at general stock levels as a percentage of overall. And let's just see who which agency is growing their stock. Now, we're going to look at new instructions in a second, but we'll just have a look at we'll look at new. We'll, we'll, we'll look at stock levels. So let's just go and have a look. So Ashley Leahy, how would you pronounce that? I would pronounce it Leahy, but I'm Irish. Okay, so we'll it could be Leahy. I would we'll say Leahy, but we'll go like Ashley Leahy. <laughs> Okay, so their general stock levels since January 21 have been raising from 8% and now around 9%. Let's look at Saxons. Oh dear, their market uh, in terms of stock seems to have dropped from around the 11 or 12% mark to hovering between 9 or 10. House Fox, again, just uh, up and down, but bordering Reasonably around the 8 or 9% yeah. level area. Harris Lee, a bit of a roller coaster. David Playster. Seems to be growing. Rachel J. Holmes growing again, but market share on stock doesn't mean you're selling them. But we'll come and look nope. at now, who are uh, a corporate, I believe. Uh, Hobbs and Webbs, they seem to be dropping. CJ Hole, which is oh, they're, they're growing. Mayfair, okay, let's just have a quick look at everyone else. Brightest Move, I love that name. West Coast Properties, again, they seem to be dropping. Bloxham and Barlow, Stephen and Co. Let's look at Cook & Co. We've got our oh, uh, Heart. Uh, oh, we've got PB. Let's have a look at what PB are doing. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, should we move on and look at new instructions and sales agree? And sales agree? Yes. Okay, yeah. Okay, this, is where, this is where it gets a bit more. That will give a different complexion on, uh, on their stock levels, right? It will. So the average price of a property coming on the market in the last... Uh, since the 1st of January 2021, and we can move this if we want to. Uh, so let's just see which agent deals with what marketplace. So we're looking at Ashley um, uh, and 293. Okay, so they look like they're a middle-of-the-road agent. Pretty average, yeah. yeah. Saxons, 257, so they tend to be probably lower to middle. House Fox, 307, middle, middle, upper, but not much. Harris Lee, Middle of the road, David Playster. That's the highest so far. Yeah. Rachel Holmes at 265, CJ Hull, 302, Palmer Snell, okay. Hobbs and Webb, Avery's, okay. So there doesn't seem to be, let's just, let's just. Not much variance, is there? Yeah. No, I so didn't know the area very well, but it, it, it would suggest that uh, it is a, a pretty um, sort of, national representative market have a look at this is this is interesting look at this there isn't normally there's um in the last few weeks we've had agents in the top three taking a good 40 50 percent of the market but okay yeah. so we've got um ashley Ash, i'm gonna call it ashley else i can't say that just word. call it ashley yeah ashley <laughs> okay so we've got look we've got three agents here which are all around the 10 percent mark but yeah Look at the tail. It's really flat in terms of yeah. four, 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 three point eight, three point seven, three. You know, this is very close. Yeah, very close. That's that's 
when I say weird, I don't mean that in a bad way, but mm. there's this quite tight competition. Um, yeah. What we'll do is let's just see who the upper quartile agent is. So let's have a look here. So uh, upper quartile means the top uh, 25%. So let's pull that in. Okay, it's a very tight market. Okay, I'm going to go 400,000. So um, it looks... Not much change in the in the brands, though, when you look at that. Uh, it looks what like what is they're mostly getting a share of it. Ashley, Ashley L's have gone down to number two. One. Yeah, yeah. Place, and House Fox have gone up to number one. So it appears mm -hmm. that, that House Fox seemed to be the agent of choice in the upper quartile. What is interesting? Well, their average price point was three three three. Whenever we looked at it earlier, oh, compared to an average of two eight five, so that would stack up. Let's see. Let's see how all the agents are dealing with the upper quarter. So, uh, House Fox seemed to be well. Again, it's going to be really spiky at this price range. Let's look yeah. at Ashley L's. Okay, David Placers. So it looks like no one's particularly growing their upper quarter uh, agency. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, let's just have a just I'll tell you what let's just let's go really posh let's go uh 600,000 although let's just have a lot I don't think hold on yeah there's not many houses tell you what a nice place for you to buy a nice uh holiday home there Verona you know there's not many houses above. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there, yeah there, there's clearly not many in that sector is there um because the other I guess the other thing is that part of the market is less susceptible to interest rate increases and the need for cat uh, the need for mortgage funding to to purchase so they're much more cash related buyers so um it won't be affecting the market overall because let's be honest it you know it is on the you know it is in the in the sphere and influence of bristol and yeah. you go to the, I think it's called the Char Valley or the Chad Valley. I can never get that one right. Or the Cher Valley. And you've got Bath and you've got all the nice areas around there. So unless someone yes. wants to go to the seaside. Um, let's just have a quick look at sales agreed. So we'll just, just take a quick photo of this so we can compare and contrast. Okay, hold on. There we go. So we're going to go to sale agreed. And... Interestingly, Ashley Ells had 10.94% of the of the new instructions. Whilst for sales, they have 13.4. So well done, Ashley Ells. They're doing the job. Yeah, well done. Saxons have got 10.7% of sales and 9.6% of listings, which again, it's really good to see the top two estate agents are doing that. House Fox, yes. House Fox 9% of the sales, sorry, 9% of the listings and 10, nearly 10% of the sale agreed. Harrison Lee... Now this is well done, Harrison Lee. Seven point six percent of sales and uh, six point three percent of listings. Very good. Um, yeah. And then it all very very similar to uh, if you if you're watching this video back, then you can compare and contrast. We won't bore you to death too much. Um, let's okay. So let's just look at price changes. And House Fox seem to price their change their properties a bit more often. But we'll, we'll in fact tell you what. Let's look at that in a little bit. Okay um then saxons and ashley lee ashley ells we've actually got another report as you know because i know you're a bit of a fan of 20 ea let's go and have a look at this so interestingly and again i know you don't class yourself as an online estate agent um, no no um, <laughs> okay. but the online estate agents the purple bricks of this world 
2.17% uh, yeah. of properties in uh, Western Supermare are considered to be on the market with online estate agents compared to the national average of 5.28. Yeah. yeah. Um, the number of listings that have taken place in the last running 12 months is 1.83% lower than it was for the previous 12 months. So it obviously shows here that House Fox are following, this, following the trend. Uh, Ashley L's, interesting, they have dropped. Harris and Lee are increasing and David Place that are increasing their listings. Um, and you can actually put this in. This is a wonderful graph where basically the um, the, the horizontal uh, axis, the, the x-axis is the number of instructions and the y-axis is the average price of the property. So if we just do this, you can see the movement. So you can see that here we go. So there's Ashley's this year and you can see that they've, that's last so last year that and then so Ashley's have gone backwards. House Fox have remained the same, but their average price has, has gone up. Saxons dropped slightly, but again, average price gone up. Let's look at Harrison Lee. Look at Harrison Lee. So big well done on Harrison. Harrison Lee seemed to be the agent that's growing there. That's a huge success story there. Yeah, yeah. that's really good, isn't it? Uh, let's look at CJ Hole. Again, not much change. David Playster, few more instructions, but obviously their price has come down. Let's look at Palmer Snell. Again, not the same roughly instruction. Price gone up. Palmer Snell, I've got, uh, who's that? That's Palmer Snell. They've gone down. Sorry. So that was Rachel Holmes. My apologies, Rachel J. Holmes. And Hobson Webbs have not done much at all, actually. They've just remained roughly. Oh, they've just come in. Sorry, because they've gone up. Um, right. This is, um, you know, as a competitor in this area, because you, you pointed out, Chris, there's, it's, it's a very, tightly knit uh, group in terms of market share so there's there's not much between the top group and then the second group so again this type of information about your competitors in your area is going to be really helpful for you to position yourself as an agent but listening to what you just said about listings versus uh, sales for the most part certainly the ones we've looked at are doing a, a, a pretty good job at delivering for their customers primary needs which is selling the property so you know a, a really good job there but bang on what it, what is particular i'm sure it's you know that you can't say but basically it looks like house fox and saxons have been treading water with regard to their listings yeah whilst, whilst um ash ashley ells have gone backwards and harrison lee have yes. taken the slack yeah okay. definitely and and it's a shame there's only 10 dots on this but uh, if you added all the others you know up to around 17 or 18th place a lot of them would be here and not probably not yes exactly that, that. Yeah. okay so let's now go and have a look at um the, the there is gold in it. this 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 is the problem with data this, and i'm making a sweeping statement here but an awful lot of the agents find data a little bit heavy uh, because of the they, they're great salespeople, they they're very yep. people, people. They're not data people, but there is absolute gold in the in this. And I think it's important that you have a look at this and see what it what it's what it's saying. So let's not look at new instructions or new instruction market share or sale agreements because we've already talked about those. We're not going to look at price changes and fallen throughs. But again, I'd like you in a set, whilst I'm just doing this bit, I'd like you to look at, uh, make some comments on price changes and fall throughs in a second, if you don't mind. Um, I'm going to be looking purely at this exchanged and withdrawn uh, columns. Okay. You see, 
for anyone that's not watched the show before looking at these stats, there's only one way, there's only two ways a property can leave your estate agency books. She either exchanges or she withdraws. If a sale falls through, she stays in your system, in your biosphere, and you might put it back onto the market and sell it again. So you haven't left your books. But the exchange and withdrawal ratio is, is a really, really important measure of whether you're doing your job or not. So basically, if you look, there have been two, um, if you add these two together, 233 and 102, in the last 12 months, there have been 335, that number there, plus that number there, left the books of Ashley L's estate agents. And 20EA, according to their data, have calculated that 233 of those 335 have exchanged with Ashley L's and 102 have withdrawn which means that Ashley L's are exchanging on 69.5% of the properties that they list. House Fox at 56.3, Saxons at 57, Harrison Lee at 67, David Placers at 54, CJ Hole at 59, Rachel J. Holmes at 61, Palmer Snell 51, Hobson Webb at 69, I'll just I'll move the graph on so you can all have a look at those. Okay, so going down again, the new homes don't mark them as exchanges, so we have to take that with a pinch of salt. But you can see all the stats there. Um, the average. So this is interesting. The average, if if in the last twelve months, you would you would have had a a chance of fifty five point zero five percent chance if you put your house on the market of actually exchanging and completing on it which is about the national average at the moment. Okay, what are your thoughts on the exchange and withdrawals before you comment on fall-throughs and price changes? I mean, I think the interesting thing is the, the variance across agents. You know, you've got Ashley L at 70%, give or take, and then you've got, uh, you know, brands right, but Bloxham and Barlow right down at 46%, and then lots in between. Um, and, and of course, there, there'll be a, a number of factors that will be playing into that, of course. And it, I guess the first one is the SSTC rate. And again, you can look at the variance between that. Bloxham and Barlow is also 46 and Ashley L's at 76. So a massive gap. And then you've got Brightest Move, and I like the name as well, also at 86% and then exchanging at 85%. You know, so I think that some of those numbers whenever you're in the lounge with the consumer and giving that, I mean, the difficulty is, you know, saying to, saying to a customer, I will take 85% uh, of my listings to SSTC. Um, the, every, every customer wants to believe that you take 100% of, your, of your, your listings to SSTC, but the better that data is to support the conversation with your consumer in the lounge, the more successful you'll be as an agent. And that's the power of this 20A Insights platform. Absolutely. You have independent evidence that you can show to the customer and you can compare and contrast yourself against your competition. Yep. And it is really interesting that that, that, that the wide variance, uh, last week we were in Chelsea and everything was really tight. This, you know, from 46 up to 70%. That's a big a, gap, right? That is big and it's a huge opportunity for those agents to use this data um let's look at price changes you can i mean the one that screams at me in terms of agents that tend to change their price quite a lot is house fox where six in ten of their houses do actually uh get a price change which is nothing wrong with that um 
thoughts on price changes anything that screams at you on yeah i think i think if, if you know if you're if you're price changing 60 percent are you genuinely having that honest conversation in the lines in the first instance um you know so it's it's difficult to uh to know whether the accuracy of the initial pricing is is the issue um and so if i also look at say david plaster which is uh 36 am i reading that line yeah so david plaster loaned it 36 percent is that that they are accurately pricing in the lounge or are they not then having the following marketing conversations with their consumers after a few weeks well, so there's another i mean certainly what's another one on, on fall throughs is is that house fox um their fall through rate is really low at 22% or 23% compared to others. So if you're right. going up against a competitor, I might be saying, well, yeah, your fall through, you, you know, we don't slap sold on them so quickly, but when, yeah. when we do actually sell them, we've got less that fall through. Um, so I don't know, they might use reservation agreements or something like that, because mm -hmm. that is quite mm -hmm. notable in the top three that they are. Yeah. But they're also the brand, Chris, that we've just talked about, which is achieving um, selling more of the premium properties. And uh, some of those customers are maybe more less in a rush to sell, more uh, concerned about maximizing the price and therefore happy to wait for a little bit um, at a higher price and see what happens. So, uh, uh, you know, there could be yeah, a number of factors. And again, I'll back that up. In the, you know, I said earlier in the national stats is that the, the bigger price properties have a lower propensity to sell, which means that House Fox's number is going to be artificially uh, or dragged down slightly simply because they tend to go for the upper quartile properties. Exactly. Okay, so uh, you know, don't 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 despair, House Fox, on that one. Um, and again, we could actually start pumping in on price bands and looking at that but um, we haven't got time for that but, but again if that's of interest to you then then go and buy the bloody piece of kit it's cheap as chips um yep. it is a fantastic bit of kit um let's move on and look at um what do the agents actually achieve for the properties now there's a lot of i love this graph this is my favorite graph that's it. my previous one's my favorite so we'll mm. have a look at this. so for the <laughs> So I'll just explain to the ladies and gentlemen watching the show what this, what each graph means, and then you can uh, fill your boots, Verona, with with your comments. So we are the properties are in the order of the new instructions in the last twelve months, and then what happens is we look at um, the property that. Uh, 20EA will do an automated valuation model, a ValPal figure. Other AVMs are available. Uh, but they'll do their own on each of your listings and then they'll look at what you put the house on the market for. So therefore, Ashley Ells will, uh, on average, have put their asking price 1.09% above what 20EA think the house is worth. House Fox, 1.93, and then so on and so forth. Down here. Okay, ignore that one because that's a brand new home. And again, AVMs on new houses are going to be all over the place. So you can ignore that. Uh, to, in fact, I'm going to just take. I'm going to exclude that. I'm going to take that out because it's just it's just ruining my lovely, lovely. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Right, that's much better. Then this graph here, this chart, this this price achieved column looks at what did you actually achieve from the original asking price? Okay, so therefore, we'll uh, we'll go across the top with Ashley L's. 
for the 314 properties that they put on the market, the average percentage that the asking price over the, what they thought the over AVM was, was 1.09%. And then Ashley L's got 3% on average below the original asking price, which means, now again, percentages can tend to go over people's heads. So they actually then convert it into pound notes. So therefore, if Ashley L's put a property on the market for £300,000, they would actually sell it for 294167 Let's look at House Fox. Whilst they do slightly overprice the properties more compared to Ashley, Ashley L's at 1.93, they only get 1.91 off the original asking price, which means House Fox get, on average, 2000 well, we've got the difference between those. So House Fox will get on an average property in Western Supermare in the order of five thousand seven hundred, yeah, seven hundred pounds more for an average property in the last twelve months compared to Ashley L's, which is pretty powerful, isn't it? Although David Places do really well as well. That's great, yeah, David Placer. And what's interesting is David Placer is overvaluing, overvaluing based on the AVM more than anybody else, but they're also achieving more on average than everybody else on in that, certainly in that top 20 list. Um, and, and if you just sort of compare that then, um, and sorry to pick on Avery because they're uh, on this list as well. So similarly, they are overvaluing in a similar sort of range to uh, the David Plaster, but they are achieving significantly less so a six percent less achievement so from their consumer perspective they're get, getting roughly well there's nine grand below the average um so you know I, I think that again is powerful information if i was house fox competing with avery in the lounge i'd be using this information to um to convince the customer that i will do the best job for them getting the best price for the property you can see, ladies and gentlemen, why I absolutely love this bit of kit and why it can prove that you should be the agent of choice with higher fees and also to counteract overvaluing as well with your competitors. Anything else before we move on to the last two screens? No, I think that's a good summary on that one, Chris. Good stuff. So we now look at how long each agent takes to sell a house. So this is the last 12 months. And on average, it takes 56 days to sell a house in the last 12 months in Western Supermare. And you can actually see how that, so that's, that's new instruction. Um, that's new instruction to sold submit the contract. And you can quite clearly see here that that is at 42 days for Rachel Holmes. Oh, I'm not sure what happened there, Verona. I think we had the internet cut out. Right, let's back where we go. So. Uh, Rachel J. Holmes are the quickest to sell houses at 42 days, Ashley L's at 47, House Fox at 54. And then let's just see who the king daddies or the king, king or the queens of sales progression. And we can quite clearly see here that Stephen and co will get it through in 105 days while Saxons are at 155. Interesting. Now, now of course, there's going to be elements of people by not instructing solicitors. So let's just add them all together. And we can see that the agent that gets them through quickest is Stephen and Co. Ashley L's at 175, House Fox 182. But there's a little bit of difference here. And you can compare yourself against last year's. 
So that's that's interesting. Is so this year, uh, the average was fifty six days, and then then you know look there you go. So this is the year before. So this is thirty one days. So it's yeah. uh, so it's gone from thirty one days to fifty six days to sell a house in West. And, and just on that point, Chris, this is the beauty of this data, because when you understand what a customer's uh, primary motivation is, so. As you know, some customers will be interested in maximizing the price. For other customers, time and getting out of the property quickly and getting into a new one quickly is going to be super important. If you've got this data, both about yourself and your competitors, you can manipulate and utilize the data in order to paint the right picture for your customer. Hang on. Um, final thoughts is we're now looking at uh, the rental data. And we can quite clearly see here. So we can quite clearly see here that in terms of new instructions, Cook and Co, which were around tenth or eleventh, in fact, they're in the teens when it comes to sales, are the big daddios of uh, Western Supermare when it comes to let rentals. Interestingly, open rent ten, uh, with ten point six percent of the market. That's particularly interesting. Saxons. So again, let's just. Um, yeah, um, it looks like Ashley. I can't see Ashley's. They have they not got a lettings department? Maybe they don't do lettings. Mm, interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, so Saxons again. They they were tell you what this is. This is a complete turnaround. Let's just have a quick look. So yeah, Saxons were number two for resi sales, and then number mm -hmm. three for lettings. Yeah. So that's interesting. Heart yeah. strong again. Heart weren't particularly strong when it came to sales they they were around the 17th 18th market if memory serves you well but they're doing really well yeah. right smooth we like that you we like your name well done i i have to i have to call out actually i'm sorry but i have to call this out looking at this data for open rent open rent i've got 10 percent of the new instructions market share let agreed is 20 percent, which is i don't know if there's something wrong with this data but quite frankly in this market that's quite frightening and their fall through rate is 39 percent um, so if I was in Western Supermare, I'd definitely be using one of the independents to do the job for me. <laughs> so again, you could use this data if you are another letting agent and another exactly. agent going up against. Interesting, look, open rent have grown their new listings by 59% in the last year. Yep. We'll just have a quick look and just see what the movement of the market is. So there's not a huge, oh, there you go. There's open rent. That's that's the big mover, isn't mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. There you go. But, but according else. to the data, it's only on new instructions. They don't seem to be uh, no. delivering in, against the other KPIs. Now, whether whether that's anything to do with the fact is is that open rent don't mark the property let agreed or something like that. But yeah, sure. the the bottom line is, ladies, you know, open rent aren't going to be watching this. Landlords in the West aren't going to be watching this. Who use open rent? You yeah. can use this data to your advantage and can say, look, look, Mr. Landlord, Mrs. Landlord, this is this is where it this is where it's at. Um. Not much more to say on that one, is there? Uh, just, I just thought it might be interesting for the ladies and gentlemen of Western Supernet. So um, there you go. That is the nearly the end of week 43 of the stat show. Final thoughts on what you've seen or anything. Just give us some give us some soapbox thoughts, Verona. Okay, so I guess as we approach the last couple of months of the year, um, I would say that the market is going to continue to see our seasonal decline. Um, I think that hopefully the Bank of England gives us a, a boost in 
uh, buyer confidence for buyers over the next couple of months, which will get us set up for, for January. But I would encourage estate agents now to utilize the time they've got today to go back over conversations, valuations they've had earlier in this year and to revisit and nurture those customers because the difference between agents who will make a success over the next couple of months will be those who are doing that and revisiting uh, previous conversations because the market is going to slow down. So therefore, if that's what you're, if you want to focus on continuing to make the most of this year, then that's where you're going to get uh, uh, most of your opportunities, I would suggest. Verona, you certainly know your onions. I can, you can see why we invited you back and I would like to invite you back another time, probably in the new year at this rate. Happy to. Um, we love your insight. Um, but more importantly, we'd like to thank you, the viewing public uh, and the agents for watching this show and the continued support that you give us. Um, all the data has come from 20EA. If anyone has any issues with regard to the data, please contact them directly. I'm only just using their data. They just give me access to it. Um, if you are interested in the product themselves, again, go to their website. There is a free option that you can have. And as I said, do not mention my name because I'm not getting paid commission. I'm just, I just love it. And I, you can tell that Verona is as well, because at the end of the day, human beings are both logical and emotional. And if you can use emotion backed up with logic and it must be in that order, then that is how human humans make decisions. Emotion first, backed up with logic. And there really isn't that. And I don't believe there's anything out there that comes anywhere close to that. Well, I'll see you next week, ladies and gentlemen, on week 44 of the Stat Show. We'll see what's going to be happening in the property market then. And thank you again for your, for watching. And thank you, Verona. Thank you. See you soon. Thanks.